Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jimmy Scott Finish Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on a Tuesday here with seven fat loss tips that you still aren't using. Now, I say that in jest because I don't know what you guys are currently doing on your fat loss or weight loss journey, but these are things you guys should know. Um, you're probably doing some of them already. Maybe you're not doing all of them at scale. Maybe you're doing them intermittently. But I think if you can put all these seven pieces into play and do them consistently over time, you guys are going to be able to look and move and feel anywhere that you like. And this is exactly how we drill down on uh, transformations in, in any program that you do with us. Everything that we do we coach. I believe that. I'm not a huge fan of just selling standalone products anymore because I just don't think people uh, end up using them correctly. And so that's why uh, we'll make less money um, and you know take less people, but be able to help more people um, for the long run. So it's not just the width of the audience we work with, it's the depth of it, which I care about more so. And so I'm willing to lose a couple bucks in my pocket, but to make a lifelong change in a lot of people. And I believe that comes down to coaching them through Doing it the right way, not a fad diet, not some gimmick, you know, quick shit fix. Literally just you guys doing the the, the tried and true things that work. And these are all things you guys probably already know. You're probably doing some of them, but maybe not doing all of them at scale. Maybe you're doing some of them just intermittently. But if you commit to doing these consistently every single day, I think you guys are going to see a massive change internally. And the byproduct is going to be you're going to look like a fucking rock star externally. And at least that's been my experience in terms of you know, my own, I guess, you know, body transformation, if you will, you know, taking myself from, you know, being fresh out of college, you know, 6'2", 170 pounds to now being whatever I weigh today, 210, 217, 219, 212, depending on how many uh, cookies I had and how much peanut butter I shoved in my face. But but point being is this, when I started to really focus on the internal health, you know, feeling good every single day, having my blood work, you know, match up and be where it's supposed to be, um, having energy. The byproduct was my body started to look a certain way on the outside. And then from there, you guys can shape and mold it and you can do whatever you want. So when you can own your flesh, I think you can pretty much do everything. So with that said, uh, here are the seven fat loss tips I think you guys probably aren't doing consistently enough. And the ones that I would suggest you to do if you truly want to make a transformation and make a change in your body. And not only just make a change, because I think anybody can do something one at a time. It's like if you ever look at like championship fights, right? Anybody can, you know, have a great night, put all their focus and energy and effort into one thing. You can run one marathon. You know, you can win one race. You can win one prize fight. But can you can def- defend the title consistently over time? That's why like back-to-back championships or like even the back-to-back-to-back stuff, if you guys go back when I grew up, like the Bulls, it's very impressive for people to be able to replicate it. And the reason I parallel that is to fitness is because a lot of people can get into shape for a photo shoot. A lot of people can get, in, get into shape to step on stage. A lot of people can get fit to run one race. But can you do it for five years in a row? Can you do it for 10 years in a row? Can you do it for 20, 30, 40 years? Can you do it for the rest of your life? As you get older and your friends get softer and wrinklier and fatter, can you become more fit? Can you be the 47-year-old version of yourself, which is the fittest version of you? Can the 62-year-old version of you kick the shit out of the 22-year-old version of you? Who knows? But at least this way, um, we can be the leanest, happiest version of ourselves as we age and get older. So without further delay, I think the first thing you guys have to do is you have to really believe in yourself. And I know this seems overly simplistic, but I think the mindset is the key. Um, for a lot of people, the fear of failure, uh, the fear of self-doubt is something that cripples them from trying or at least trying after they hit a few roadblocks and, and kind of bumps along the way. You have to do more than just go through the motions every single day. 
you have to really believe it. You have to have almost this, you know, crazy, insane belief that your goals are possible and take the steps towards doing those things every single day. That means you guys having confidence in yourself that you know you can push yourself in the days you really don't feel like doing shit. It means you guys know you're in control of what you eat and how you train and when you sleep and what you stress out about. It means you guys believe in yourself even if nobody else does. Even if you throw out some gold and say, I'm going to lose 100 pounds this year and people look at you like you're crazy or I'm going to run an Ironman or I'm going to you know, PR my squad or 2K or whatever it may be, it's you guys having this insane belief in yourself. And I think that's what it takes for anybody who's achieved anything great. I know I've said I was going to do a lot of shit in this life, in this business over the past 10, 11 years. And a lot of people looked at me like I was a fucking idiot uh, and laughed at me. And now here I sit uh, and I get to do a lot of really awesome stuff because I just, I I knew I wasn't crazy. I knew it would be hard. Um, And I think sometimes it's not fair, the amount of work you have to put in. For some of you guys, genetics is real and the world is working against you and real life stuff's going to happen and come up, but you just have to push through that stuff and you have to keep it moving. Like today, it's it's five o'clock right now. I've been awake since 3.50 this morning. I have not got to train yet today. I had to do all our coaching stuff here. Uh, we had a, a handful of obligations outside of this. I had some adulting to do at my house, uh, which is crazy. Um, we're working, like putting on siding on our house, like the most boring, basic adult shit ever, which I don't want to pay for it. I'm not excited about it, but it has to be done. And my wife is traveling for work, so I have to get home. Point being is I couldn't train yet today. I'm going to have to get in my lower body, heavy ass lifting session tonight at probably about eight o'clock, which is not ideal, but it has to be done. And again, that's when it comes down to the belief of, I'm in control. If I can train today or I can skip it. You know, I can eat well today or I can say, yeah, you know what, I'm super tired. It's 9.15. I'm leaving the gym. I'm just going to grab a pizza instead of go home and make my food. But again, I'm not going to do that because I have goals I want to reach. And it's these days when things aren't ideal and when they're perfect, this is when you guys have to push yourself. Not when everything's going right, when you have on your freshest gear and your you know favorite playlist comes on and you're feeling good and the sun is shining and you got to the gym on time. That's not when. It's when things are against you. And you guys do the work anyway. When you're tired or you're exhausted and you still do something when before you would have done nothing, that is what I'm talking about when you believe in yourself. The second thing, you guys, I think you have to track it. You've heard me say this before and I'll say it again and I say it to all our coaching groups and everything we do. Tracking your macros, writing down your workouts, uh, being mindful of what you're doing um, is a powerful thing. I think a lot of people underestimate the, the concept of macro tracking and planning your workouts and prepping things uh, in terms of their fat loss. A lot of people, you know, track their calories loosely and that's amazing, but that's only part of what you guys should be doing. I think you should track it every single day, at least till you have a real grasp on your eating. Journaling down basic things. And I use like the Whoop app uh, and I use it on the wrist. It tells me my quality of sleep, how long I slept when I wake up and I'm not pushing that on anybody, but I think journaling things like that down are important or even just waking up and taking a, a, a pen to paper or in your iPhone, you know, journaling your workouts, writing down how you felt after the workout, how you felt the next day, how much energy was drained, were you sore, were you tired, were you exhausted? Things like that are key. The way you guys feel uh, before you eat a meal, after you eat a meal, the next day after you do have a cheat meal or a couple of drinks. Those things are crucial. Um, the process of tracking things and jotting things down um, creates a good habits for you guys. It helps you imprint things and consciously and subconsciously it's something that sticks with you. And you start to understand the importance of really taking an inventory and auditing how much effort you put in. I had a great workout today. I had a shitty workout today. And I know for me personally, I have enough body awareness to when if I get less than probably five and a half hours of sleep, 
my workouts tend to suck shit. And even if I do, let's say I sleep for four hours one night and I can come in here and I crush the workout because I just, I will myself to do it. You know, I'm like basically in Rocky four, I'm fighting Ivan Drago. I'm just willing myself to like run through the fucking snow here and, uh, and get, and get this workout done and crush it. I am so destroyed. Uh, if I go home and take a nap and I wake up, I'm a complete mess. If I wake up, I literally am like, what day is it? I don't know what's going on. Or if I get home and I fall asleep and I wake up the next day, I feel like I got hit by a bus. And so the point of me sharing that is you guys just understanding, taking an inventory of how you feel pre and post workout, pre and post meal, um, you know, sleep quality, alcohol, everything affects you. Just being very mindful and diligent because this is a serious process. And I think we, the people have the audacity. Uh, to think they can just kind of mosey through like a major body transformation change. It's, it's no different than doing any other major goal in your life, paying off your mortgage, graduating from college, getting an advanced degree, you know, traveling the world, writing a book, doing things that are, you know, take a preparation and time and energy and money. We put a lot of effort into those things, but yet we think we can kind of mosey through changing our body and how it looks and how it moves and how it feels. It can't be done that way, especially if you get some, some real lofty concrete goals. So I think tracking... Uh, more than just macros is important. The other thing I'll tell you guys to do, picture like your ideal body and your ideal life. And I don't just mean how it looks, but I mean how it moves and how it feels. Have you ever wondered what it would be like uh, for you guys to visualize yourself at your ultimate goal of how you look and move and feel? Now, I don't know. For some of you guys, it's probably not realistic. You know, if you're 350 pounds today and you think you're going to be on the cover of Iron Man, you know, in a year, that's probably not going to happen. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you have to also be realistic with this. I mean, set goals. But if you are five foot two and you're 300 pounds right now, and your ideal image is Arnold Schwarzenegger, I hate to break it to you, it's not going to happen. Just like if I'm like, you know what, I want to look just like LeBron. I'm not going to be six eight. Uh, and 260 pounds. It's just not going to happen. So what I'm saying to you guys is have a real concrete picture of what that ideal image would look like. Uh, I'm a huge uh, fan of picturing something in your mind over and over and over again and have that being you know kind of like the external carrot you guys are chasing uh, and what you want to get. So I'd tell you guys, close your eyes and just picture, hey, here's what my ideal body looks like from head to toe and how, not just how it looks, but how it moves, how it feels, how strong, how powerful I am, how lean I am, how muscular, whatever your guy's goal is. You know, notice the way, you know, your arms, your legs, your stomach, your ass look and how that's going to be um, as you guys walk and jump and lunge and squat. And you pay really close attention, um, not just to how it looks and moves and feels, but how much self-confidence you guys will have once you get there. And I think sometimes, you know, picturing those things and imagining those things with like crystal clear clarity um, can help you guys stay motivated. And again, it might not ever come to fruition be exactly the way you picture it. Because I'll tell you guys, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, if you look behind me, there's a bunch of magazine covers. And however you guys think those look, um, it doesn't feel exactly that way. Um, I don't know how else to say it. I've said to my wife a thousand times, you know, I, I've shared this before in the, the Body Dysmorphia podcast where I was at the, was it the Olympia or the Arnold? I think it was at the Arnold. So I was at the Arnold, which is the biggest, I mean, Arnold is a, is a shit show. If you guys ever go, it's uh, the biggest fitness event like in the world, literally. It's just, it's insane how many people are there. And I'm there uh, with, you know, Natural, ProLab, MRI. I'm on their athlete roster at the time. And, and those guys have been great. And I remember seeing a billboard of myself and I, and I had to be, it was like me, Moji, Kyle, Malcolm, and I'm on this billboard by myself. I'm like blue, like a big smurf. And I remember seeing it and it's probably like, you know, 20 feet tall and like 10 feet wide. It's insane. Very humbling. It's a very cool thing as a kid like me who grew up with nothing and 
I never thought that would be my life. I'm on this giant billboard for what it's worth. And I'm looking at it and I don't like the photo. And I'm like, man, I look like shit. And, and here's the thing. This company spent money to put me on a giant billboard and blue smurf me out, which I don't really get the blue part. But they put me on this giant billboard and I'm looking at myself and what the image looks like, I didn't feel that way when I took the photo. Does that make sense? Like it looks like, you know, I'm ripped, I'm shredded, I'm super lean. You know, you, you ate a certain way for it. You trained a certain way for it. You got all pumped up for the photo, but I don't like how it looks. And so that's what I want you guys to talk about. When you, when you picture your ideal body and image, just be realistic with yourself and don't be so hard on yourself um, and drive yourself into the ground. Because I think I wish all of you guys would be able to get to whatever your body looks like in your brain anyways and be there and then understand, okay, wow, you know what? My stomach might still be a little bit soft or I might still have a little bit of fat here, a little bit of cellulite here, and that's okay. It's not about you guys being perfect, which I'll touch on in a second. It's about you actually accepting you being the best version of you. And there's always going to be genetic things that are uneven. None of those are completely symmetrical. And there's always going to be body parts that lag or a little bit fatter or softer or smaller, whatever it may be. But it's you guys just stopping in the moment and appreciating. Holy shit. I worked really fucking hard for this. And I look really good. I'm in the best shape of my life. And, and that's where I get to the point of you guys not letting your fitness steal your fitness. Because I think a lot of people do this. We've had a lot of people compete, and again, I'm not against competing, uh, like stepping on stage for bodybuilding or physique or classic or bikini or figure, whatever you're into, but a lot of people will do it, and then they don't win the show, and they don't place first or second or third, they place ninth, and they don't make first call-outs, and they're pissed off because some stupid-ass judge told them that their, you know, their chest wasn't you know, full enough, or they didn't have enough glute uh, ham development, or their tie-in wasn't great, or whatever the... The comment was, and these people get these complexes. What I'm saying to you is, if you work really hard for something, pat yourself on the back. Like, congratulate yourself for it. You can always work to change things, but you can't get in the best shape of your life and then still hate yourself and not be satisfied. That's a fucking, that's a sickness. You guys have a problem. That's body dysmorphia at its finest. And I think we all have it to some degree, but just know if you guys are working hard, take a minute to congratulate yourself and celebrate the work that you're putting in because you're in a very small percentage of people, you know. If you have abs at all, I mean, if you want to go that extreme, you're in the 0.5%. I mean, you walk into a room of 100 people, you're the only person with abs, bro. It's just the reality because most people will never see that. They'll never put in the time, effort, energy, and the dedication to be that lean and live that lean 24-7, 365. That's an insanely hard thing to do. So again, if you're in anywhere in that arena, do not beat yourself up over it. And again, abs are not the epitome of being fit. But if that's a goal for you guys, you can work towards it and you can have it. But just know, even when you get there, it might not feel exactly how you think it feels. But I urge you guys to at least picture it in your brain and strive for it and work towards it because I do think that is a motivating thing for you guys to get to. The next thing I'll tell you guys is if you're really trying to make a fat loss transformation, you have to be willing to say no. And you have to be willing to turn shit down. You have to be willing to you know, suffer in silence, if you will. Because I think for a lot of you guys, saying no is hard. You want to please everybody. You want to do everything. You want to go to every social event, every happy hour, every spring training game. Um, every time your friends get together and have drinks and eat food. And I'm not saying give all that stuff up. But you're going to have to be comfortable with the goals you've set and the lifestyle that you're choosing to live, at least for this duration. And once you become really fit, you can choose at that point if you want to own it and stick with it. Or you want to, you know, reel back a little bit and let your fat ceiling get up there. Um, but what I'm telling you guys is there's a ton of temptation and peer pressure um, and social events because everything we do, especially in America, typically revolves around food and drink. 
Uh, more specifically, at least what I see in the circle of people that are, you know, my wife and I are friends with, it's, it's a lot of people who like to drink alcohol. And there's nothing against that if you can do it responsibly. It's really not for me. Uh, I, I'm not saying I'm not responsible doing it, but I come from a, a family of, uh, you know, people who have highly addictive personalities, alcoholism, um, addicted to prescription pills, you know, illegal drugs, prescription drugs, you name it. And uh, I know how I'm wired. And uh, I know I can go from like, you know, zero drinks to 10 drinks instantly. And I can get very addicted to those things. I've fought addiction um, in a handful of areas my whole life. I'll do that on a different podcast altogether for you guys. Um, And it's tough to do. So I don't let myself get in that arena. But if that's not what you guys, you know, struggle with, I'm saying is the little drinks here or there, you know, with with friends, with family, with work stuff, with leisure activities, uh, they compound over time. And they, they create unhealthy behaviors and patterns and habits. Cause because who, let's be honest, who here has nine drinks and then makes good eating choices? Almost fucking nobody. It's impossible. If I have ten drinks, bro, it's you might as well just take me to Taco Bell or something stupid. I mean, I'd probably go in and out burger in all reality. But uh, when I was broke as shit, it would be like, I remember like, you know, we get you know, hammered up and, uh, you know, we'd be like, hey, will you drive us through Taco Bell? Because I had like $4. So I got to probably afford like three or four tacos. But my point being is you have these drinks and you make awful food choices because of it. So... When you're out with friends and family, you're going to have to say no sometimes. Whether that means drinking water or a diet soda or coffee. I bring coffee to, to a lot of events, and that's how I kind of avoid the booze. Um, but again, at this point, I'm solidified in who I am and my decisions. And again, people don't really push things on me. Once in a while, they try to. And uh, I'm not, I don't mean this to sound like an asshole, and I'm not saying I'm you know the world's gift of bodies and physiques and, and, and how I look. But let's be real. When I'm out drinking with a bunch of people, they don't look like me. Their bodies do not look like mine. They are not as big, as strong, as fast, as lean, as athletic, and as healthy as me. They just aren't. And that's because of byproduct of what I do every single day because I don't partake in all the drinks that they do. And that sometimes is a differentiator between people. So you guys have to truly be confident uh, in what you're doing and be solidified in it and uh, have self-awareness. Respect yourself. Respect your goals. And know that drinking a shit ton of booze and eating all the pizzas and cookies and cakes and burgers all the time they're not in line with your goals and they're not going to get you there. And for a lot of you guys who are already eating really well, sometimes it's the drinks. Um, I talked to a lady the other day where it's like, you know, she's eating like a rock star, but she's drinking basically the equivalent to two drinks every single night. So if that's 14 drinks a week, you compound that over the course of a month, she's having over 50 drinks a month. If you compound that over the course of a year, that's over 600 drinks per year just on the regular, not counting vacations and Super Bowl parties and everything else. So those things do add up. So what I'm saying is you have to be comfortable saying no. I'm not saying you have, you can't be social, but if people are going out for pizza and beers, you might have to make a different choice. Maybe opt for water, have a salad, have a piece of pizza or two, or maybe have a beer if you're a person who can have self-control. I have none, so I don't really partake in that. It's just you guys picking your spots and making sure it's truly worth it because knowing the people you're around probably don't have the same fitness goals as you. They aren't on the same journey. They're not making the same sacrifices. They're not pushing the same sleds, doing the same lunges, doing the same squats. So again, it's just you guys being confident in who you are and learning when to say no and when to say yes and finding a balance that works for you. Um, and again, that's different for all of us, depending on you know, how high our goals are and how strict you want to be and how fast we truly want to get there. The next thing I think you guys have to be willing to change the habits. And that comes you know hand in hand with this. So again, it's easy to get caught up uh, you know, doing the same thing over and over again. But what I'm saying, you guys, is the bad habits you have, they can be replaced with good habits. 
Um, what I'll tell you is to, the, the things that you're doing that are holding you back, that's why I go to the auditing thing. It means you guys systematically you know, addressing a shitty behavior uh, until you guys can change it and, uh, and make it a healthy one. And just as easy as you guys can have two drinks a night, you can have no drinks a night. Just as easy as years ago, I would you know, t- I would start with eating a little bit of trail mix, turn into eating like a pound of trail mix a day, turn into me never touching trail mix or eating it because I know I have no self-control with it. And I'm talking like the good trail mix, like a Trader Joe's or like even Sprouts. Like with the, what was the one trail mix they had? It was like cashews, cranberries, dried pineapple, and like macadamia nuts. It was like crack. And there's another one too. It was like, you know, like for the M&Ms, peanuts, all the shit. Anyways, my point being is, I had to change that habit uh, if I wanted to truly be fit and stay fit because it was putting me in such a calorie surplus because those things are dense as hell. And so it's just you guys addressing the habits that are holding you back, whether it's like late night snacking, lack of tracking macros, skipping workouts when you drink or having too many drinks, whatever it is, be willing to change the habits along the way and be solidified in those changes. And again, you can take slow steps and got to be all done at once, but doing it over time is going to make you guys healthier in the long run. And the next one, I think, you know, being part of a community, I always say this, whether it be in person or online, uh, fat loss is a, is, a, is a lonely road. And uh, ultimately, it's your journey and your journey to do by yourself. But I do think it's easier um, if you can get some friends, uh, you know, to do it with you. Um, so again, even if it's only one close friend, family member, uh, brother, sister, uh, you know, husband, wife, somebody uh, to, to ride along with you in the journey, I think that's key. Uh, having a support system will help keep you guys motivated. Um, it will push you, especially in the days where you don't want to do stuff. And uh, over time, uh, literally, they'll be your your backbone. They're your team. Uh, they're the person who's helping you along the way, especially when things get tough and you feel like not doing it on those days. And the last thing I'll leave you guys with is, you know, don't try to be perfect. Uh, perfect doesn't exist. Um, again, it, it can mentally fuck you guys out of any progress or success that you're having. Um, it really can hold you back from doing the things that you guys truly want to do. Uh, there's nobody out there who eats 100% perfect, clean, 24-7, 365. It just doesn't happen. Um, there's going to be mental fuck-ups, whether you guys want to admit it or not. Uh, even I have days where I don't do things perfectly because I either get lazy with it or too busy or I'm too tired or, or just can't be done. Um, if you guys want to you know, live by the 90-10 rule or the 80-20 rule, it's, it's truly whatever works for you. Um, but again, I wouldn't beat yourself up over doing things that aren't perfect or are not ideal. Um, we're all going to have stumbles and falls along the way. This is a lifestyle, and you have to kind of roll with the punches and make you know little progress over time. So again, you guys, take that for what it's worth. Just seven quick things you can take with you on your fat loss journey that you might not be doing now. Maybe you're doing them, but just not doing them as quickly or as perfectly as possible over time. But if you do them every day and you stack them up, I promise you guys, you will find success on your fat loss and weight loss journey. Um, just give it some time and be patient. Uh, because this is a lifestyle. It's not a quick fix. It's not a gimmick. It's something you can do for the rest of your life. So if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star. Leave a comment, you guys. I promise you, I truly do appreciate it. And the power this has by you sharing with somebody else or just leaving a comment, it does help us out. And uh, if there's anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, please shoot me a message. Send me a DM. I'm happy to record it. And until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, Just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.